It's Monday. It's April 1st. And the word of the day is redacted, which means that Eli has been completely cleared of any wrongdoing. Okay, because all I did was go to the toy section at the local Target, hold my in an upwards motion while it was cardboard box. Okay. Got in trouble because a lady confused it for a Cabbage Patch Kid. I have no illusions. <laughs> I'm Elon Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed and redacted from America's Far Center, <laughs> we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Alex Jones calls Alex Jones psychotic. The GOP <laughs> points to an Apple surplus as evidence we no longer need affordable health care. And we learn that unlike Congressman Mo Brooks, Hitler at least had the integrity to be honest about his big lie propaganda. But first, the rest of the intro music. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, some news. I've decided I'm a Republican now, and I'm oh. much happier. So, how's your day going? Oh, that's good. Uh, not great. I have to murder my coworker, so that's a well, bummer. Okay, but that, that brings up an interesting point, right? Like... We're white, straight, middle-class, middle-aged, small business owners who don't like modern art. Like, how bad did they have to fuck up before they couldn't woo us? So easy, guys. Just remove the Nazi thing. You got mo not maybe not us, but you got most of us. Yeah. Yeah. I love modern art. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Okay. Socialist. <laughs> so, before we get started, I just wanted to announce that Everyone gets to hear why I was super duper wrong coming up shortly. So get excited about that. At the end of the headlines, you'll get a detailed analysis of my wrongitude. Now, Should can I fun. sing my song? Can I sing no, my song? no, not now. I, I just said it would be after. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we do that, some super fun news about the world in, in 2019. Go. Yeah, but if you're taking bats at home, you're like, wow, you know, what? what is it? Did, did, does he really like labels? Does he like phone calls? Oh, shit. No, it's, uh, no. spoiler, it's not that. <laughs> oh, you, you spoiled it now. Spoiler. Damn it. I was going to get everybody batting and shit. I had a whole drinking game I was going to do, but no, fuck it. I'm going to take out that running gag. We built you a website. Fine. You can drink anyway. In our, in our, yeah, just drink. That's Heath's game. <laughs> drink. In our lead story tonight, the special counsel's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election reached its long-awaited conclusion, and I'm sure the fact that it started wrapping up with 100 threads yet unpulled days after Bill Barr was sworn in as the new AG is just a sign of how productive investigators could be under his leadership. Mueller turned in his 300-plus page report last Friday, but since we didn't want to read all 300 pages of it, Barr gave it a quick look-see, and uh, he told us all the important stuff. You know, like, quote, bracket, uppercase T, bracket, H-E, president, bracket, ellipsis, bracket, didn't commit felony collusion, ellipsis, end quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. We basically got a ransom note with fucking cut out magazine letters from the attorney general. It's like, bring a time machine to the drop point and you can see <laughs> Mueller's uh, letterhead. No cops. <laughs> the fuck Gu is happening? Guys, I think we are missing our chance at some great legal precedent here. Picture it. Just Andrew releasing a two page letter. Eli didn't throw any poop at Abby Johnson that didn't already exist. In <laughs> Come on. Yes. A lot of that. 
lot of that. So yeah, instead of seeing the actual goddamn report, we got spoilers, <laughs> right? And, and, and like not even good objective spoilers. Like we got the equivalent of the misogynist trying to make you hate Captain Marvel in advance spoilers. And what's more, this is also all Congress got. You, you know, they got an executive summary of four pages that says stuff like most of the evidence of Trump obstructing justice is already known to the public as though it yeah. were exonerating. We'd like the rest. What? Yes, please. And then, by the way, they got a follow up a couple of days later, angrily decrying the characterization of his summary as a summary. <laughs> <laughs> William Barr walks out onto the House floor. It starts just like flicking paint everywhere it's just like dude <laughs> stop that's nothing what are you doing okay now you're doing he's doing an interpretive dance of the Mueller report I think. <laughs> come on william don't cry don't cry while you're he's crying while he's, he's crying dancing. while he's dancing <laughs> <laughs> now at the time of this recording Barr has promised the release of the full redacted report by mid-april and said he would only redact things that compromise testimony given to a grand jury or that could be harmful to ongoing investigations and then he remembered a bunch of other shit he'd also redact, <laughs> so he sent a follow-up. Um, that included, by the way, classified material and stuff that might, quote, infringe on the privacy rights or reputation of peripheral third parties, end quote. Oh, good. Yeah, let's not ruin the privacy of Russian spies. Let's be yeah, we respectful about that. Wouldn't want that. Oh, and by the way, here's how much we, the victim of police homicide, had in his apartment. So... Any goddamn thing he chooses to redact falls into that last category. Also, he pointed out the president might have the right to assert privilege over certain parts of the report, but assured us Trump probably won't do that. That doesn't sound like him. Comes back April 11th. Okay. Um, he ate it. Donald Trump ate <laughs> the whole report. My bad. Uh... To be honest, I was not expecting that. So, okay, so yeah, top line... We have vague descriptions of the report's <laughs> characteristics, right? Like, we know it's approximate length, not more than 400 pages, but close to that. We know it's shape, rectangular. Beyond that, we know the spin provided by the guy who was specifically hired to put good spin on this particular thing at this particular moment, so nothing, Right, ex except when you listen to Andrew read between the lines and realize that he does explicitly say the report contains some evidence of obstruction of justice not yet known to the public. Wouldn't it have but to? <laughs> it, yep. But the good news is that we now know that we'll then know if we'll later know more than we know now. Great. And at this point, we're calling that uh, tr transparency. <laughs> okay. But Easy. if Barr really wanted to play fourth dimensional chess... The Mueller report would entirely clear the president, and he wrote that letter to throw off the smart people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> huh? All right. Well, luckily for us, nobody at the White House has opened that microphone we disguised as the Mueller report. So <laughs> let's check to see how things are going over there. Morgan, roll the tape. Oh, you wanted to see me, Mr. President? There he is. William Barr. The man, the myth, the legend. There's my guy, William yeah. Barr. William Barr, <clears throat> my guy. Yes. Hello, <clears throat> hello, hello, Mr. Pre President. Uh, you wanted to see me. You Did say you... the words and I will suck your dick. Like, off. Do you hear me? Off. Uh, no, off. No, no, thank you. Like Sarah. a rawhide. Uh, I'm sorry, did you need something, Mr. President? Yeah, I just wanted to go over this whole report thing. You know, make sure there's no loose ends. 
I'll tie up your loose end. So, like, first of all, you've dropped William. all the charges against me, right? Uh, nope. Rimjaw. Uh, never actually had charges. I was hired because I pretended to think Great. that, uh, Secondly, Mr. Modesty, you, I, you have found evidence of no illusions. Is that correct? Uh... That's pretty meta, but yes. I'm going to peel it like a Twizzler. And of course, oh, that I did not strand obstruct justice. We know that. Uh, um, right? No, uh, no, not uh, not what I said in my summary. Sorry, uh, what do you mean, no? Uh, yeah, sorry, Mr. President, I've been a lawyer for 40 years, and there was no possible combination of words that I could put together uh, that said or indicated that you didn't obstruct justice. Oh. Boner killer. Uh, but, Mr. President, the, the Mueller report is just that. It's a report. Uh, I, I'm not who you have to worry about. <laughs> Charges aren't going to come from me. Uh, they may be coming from the Southern District of New York or uh, from other states. Uh, hell, a congressional investigation. I very well knew bring, it. Bring... Thanks, buddy. You're the best. Look at You're this You're not guy. listening at all, are you? I'm going to put it down on you. Like uh, down. Stop. All the way. Stop. Please. Are you a walrus? Sound like a walrus. You have to tell us. Show us your dick. <laughs> Show us your tusks. Tell me if you're a walrus. I will suck that tusk all the way down. <laughs> and now that we've implanted that mental image deep into your psyche, we'll pause for a word from this week's first sponsor, Policy Genius. <laughs> hey. Eli, what you doing there, buddy? Shh, I'm pulling an April Fool's Day prank on Anna. Oh, okay. What's the prank? I faked my death. What? Dude, that's awful. No, no, no. Heath, that's not the prank. See, I used PolicyGenius.com. Oh, uh, what's PolicyGenius.com? PolicyGenius.com is the easy way to buy life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers and find your best price. Once you apply, the PolicyGenius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. No commissions, no hidden fees, just more time saved for you. I mean, that sounds great, but... It is. Still so if you need life insurance but you're short on time, head to PolicyGenius.com and compare quotes. PolicyGenius is easy, it saves you money, and not to belabor the point... But it's fast. Policy Genius. Spend less time comparing life insurance and more time doing literally anything else. Okay, but I, I still don't get the. I'm gonna jump out idea. and turn out to be alive. Is the prank? Oh, okay, good one. Right? You'll be alive. She's not rich. <laughs> <laughs> And in not-human-intelligence news. We're oh. back, by the way. We're back from the ad. <laughs> Eli's just going to jump right in. And, and we're back. And Mady arrests. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome today to the podcast. News tonight, <laughs> Alex Jones, go. Story. Now. <laughs> in not-human-intelligence news tonight, Alex Jones is psychotic, according <laughs> to Alex Jones. And that... And only that is why he tortured the families of dead kids for years. And he realizes that now. And it has nothing to do with the lawsuits. Or, you know, being banned from every possible platform he's ever existed on. Well, uh, except for, of course, five-hour-long oversized head contests with Joe Rogan. He's well, still that. very much welcome at those. Right, yeah. that and, and the loading dock that they used to get him into his loft. That's a platform <laughs> he's still allowed on. No. We should be clear 
Before you get your hopes up, Jones, sadly, is not confessing to the mental illness he very obviously has. Rather, his excuse in the deposition that we all got this week went more along the lines of, You see, I figured out so many conspiracies that I just assume everyone in the media is lying. So that's why he reportedly said it was a hoax and then waved away his listeners stalking and threatening these parents days after the tragic loss of their children because he knows too many true things, you see. Too mm. many true things. Yeah, no, right, no. Too much truth does circle back around and become bullshit eventually, obviously. I think you might have actually <laughs> said that in the deposition. Yeah. So that said, uh, we want to give Alex his shot, let him defend himself, so we've invited him on the podcast to explain his terrible beliefs unchallenged. Alex. Absolutely Nope, not. just kidding. That would be April Fool's. a monstrous thing for us to do <laughs> as a drug-filled skin sack loaded up with bowling balls. That's what I would be. If I did that, not naming names, <laughs> if you just picture that, right? And then right, I'm not there's nothing funny. wrong with being drug-filled. Drug <laughs> yeah, that. let's not throw shade about the drugs. Let's not throw yeah. drugs around. Our you know what? Filled. I apologize. April Fool's, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and in armbands across America news, we finally <laughs> learned who the Nazis are here in the modern-day United States. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently this was difficult to piece together for lots of people. No, well, apparently yeah, knows. Well, with the, with the good people on both sides and all. Yeah, it's yeah, tricky. No, it's tricky. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry. Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama did a bunch of legwork for us. According to Mo Bro, <laughs> it's the Democrats. <laughs> and the free press also. Well, yeah, of course, obviously yeah. they're Nazis. Uh-huh, yeah. The so. Nazis of 2019 are the... Liberal, anti-fascist, non-white supremacist <laughs> party of empathy and equality. That's how they and get you. Also, the people who report factual events. <laughs> right. It was the Nazis. Like factual events, for example, um, when Republican members of Congress quote directly from Mein Kampf and Hitler's autobiography on the House floor. Because that's what happened. Mo Brooks <laughs> literally quoted Adolf Hitler at length during a speech last week. Okay. That happened. Retweets are an endorsement, Heath. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but if y'all weren't the Nazis, how did you know where the quote came from then? <laughs> Wait, sorry, what's a Google? <laughs> so you got to tell me, though. It's You can't laugh now. I done asked you. <laughs> so, help. Here's a little background on the speech from Brooks. It came in response to the non-release of the Mueller report that we talked about earlier and the meta report we got from Attorney General William Barr that the investigation completely exonerated Donald Trump of any collusion. But that's not even what Barr really said. No. In case anyone wasn't clear on this, William Barr is a sneaky fuckface who chose his words extremely carefully. He didn't say Trump was cleared of collusion with Russia. He said Trump was cleared of collusion with Members of the Russian government. And, and, and he damn sure didn't say he was cleared of collusion. No, <laughs> no. And he didn't say that Trump's associates got cleared. He said Trump's official campaign team got yep. cleared. Well, you know, except for the ones going to jail that well, we already got cleared knew about. Of that, of that. But let's just assume <laughs> the blanket statement is true. Let's assume Trump is completely innocent of any wrongdoing. Um, 
Why the fuck wouldn't the report get released right away? That's <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, and now let's stop assuming that. That's yeah, dumb. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, once Barra already made an ass out of you and me, you don't have to. It would be redundant <laughs> at that point. Heath, did you have something about Mein Kampf? I don't want to... <laughs> don't rush me! <laughs> yes. So, I do. I literally, literally do. So, Brooks heard this uh, elementary school playground level lie from William Barr and decided it confirmed that Democrats and the entire media and the stuff we already know about the Mueller investigation are all part of a giant conspiracy. And after Mo Brooks thought about it for a few minutes, and I'm certain got super sweaty, he realized that the current situation is exactly like another big lie that happened once before. So... You remember when Jewish people in Germany called a Nazi a Nazi that one time? Mm -hmm. It's it's just like that. Uh, speaking of which, I'd like to read from an excellent little book called Mein Kampf. It's a timeless political opus. A great philosopher once said, uh, Adolf Hitler was his name, to be clear. He said the following. And this is seriously a real thing we got from Mo Brooks that he got from Hitler. <laughs> Quote, you are... You got elected by white people in Alabama. Okay, that, that's not the actual quote, but that's the basic idea. Here it is for real. Quote, in the big lie, there is always a certain force of credibility because the broad masses of a nation are always more easily corrupted in the deeper strata of their emotional nature. You are. You guys are reading a Nazi book out loud on the House floor. Continuing. In the primitive simplicity of their minds, they more readily fall victims to the big lie than the small lie. End quote. Oh, That's man. That's supposed to be Democrats. I'm going to own liberals by calling them Nazis, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. Why do you own a copy of, of Mein Kampf? Uh, it's for the owning of the liberals. And, and that's what all the margin notes and dog ears are for? Mm. All the yes. Various that's why. Ears. You have any follow-up on that? No? You're done? <laughs> okay, cough, cool. And then uh, one of his aides, I'm assuming, whispered from off stage, dude, are you fucking sleepwalking? That's Hitler's autobiography. What are you do? I know you have it on your nightstand, but we clearly agreed. You'd leave it there. We had a whole conversation. And then Brooks was like, sorry, yeah, no, my bad. Um, I'll switch to Mein Kampf instead yep. from Hitler's autobiography. Quote, a big lie is a political propaganda technique made famous by Germany's National Socialist German Workers' Party. Socialist, <laughs> the second half of Nazi. Socialism, Zealism in Italian, same thing. Socialist, Nazi, socialist, Nazi. Barack Hussein Obama, continuing. For more than two years, Socialist Democrats and their fake news media allies... CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and countless others, no, you could count them, um, <laughs> have perpetrated the biggest political lie, con, scam, and fraud in American history. Wow, they End got all quote. of them. They, that's, that's, all, that's like a hat trick plus. Yeah, not adding, you are, please don't tell me I'm an idiot at restaurants. Let me finish my cheese plate. <laughs> yeah, so... Just to recap really quick, a member of the U.S. Congress thought about the Nazis and concluded that the defining characteristic of that group 
was their socialism. Yep. Their socialism. This guy makes our laws. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> God. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll get a word from our sponsor, Robinhood. You know, here at The Skeptocrat, we like to keep things fun and fresh by presenting our ads as skits or humorous dialogues. We really do. But we know that not every podcast can do that without it being terrible. They really can't. So when our verbatim, advertiser Noah, verbatim. sent out a podcast-wise advisory for everyone to please just read the freaking copy, we understood. Somebody else screwed it up for everybody. So, with that in mind... Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free, while other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps of your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for products. Price movements, so you never miss the right time to invest. And Robinhood is giving listeners of Skeptocrat a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at skeptocrat.robinhood.com. And we're back. See how easy that was? Next up in headlines, and what could very well have been an effort to deflect attention away from the Mueller report. The Trump administration announced last Tuesday that the American healthcare system could go fuck itself and not with something that fits in a significant shift towards the evil side of the spectrum from where the Republicans were in terms of health care. The Justice Department announced last week that it would back full invalidation of the Affordable Care Act. Great. Yeah. Uh, hey, Republican voters, just quick PSA for you. You're not all rich. I know for a fact you're not all rich. It's impossible. You're not all tall either. And if you don't understand my PSA, you're not becoming rich either. You got tricked. You're dumb. Yeah, I'm not saying the punishment for supporting Trump should be being bankrupted by an illness that still kills you. Oh, is that it? Are you, yeah, are you done? I am not saying that. Noah said I get oh, a cookie okay. if I don't. Yeah, no, you get it. You do, you're not get a cookie. You get nice. Have some milk with it. Now, obviously, Almond the milk. Affordable Care Act Gross. was always going to piss off the Republicans, <laughs> as they are a group that is generally opposed to affordability, care, and action. But at this point, <laughs> even they are admitting that yanking the Obamacare tablecloth from under the American health care system is going to have disastrous consequences. Conservative estimates have some 20 million people losing their health care. Protection for people with pre-existing conditions? Gone. Staying on your parents' health care into your 20s? Gone. Medicaid expansion? Gone. If the DOJ maintains this position, and there's no reason to believe they won't, the entire ACA will go up in smoke under the thinnest, flimsiest, and most ridiculous legal premise that will have won in a U.S. court since the separate but equal doctrine had its day. <sighs> yeah, okay, Republicans, one more time. Bring it in. Another quick PSA for you. There's no market solution for medical care. You can't just They're... you can't just demand less. That's, <laughs> yes! That's called dying. <laughs> and, and if you didn't understand my PSA this time, uh, 
considered demanding less medical care. <laughs> that's that's a fancy Assholes. way of saying go ahead and die. So yeah, you know, two votes. Glad we clarified. Now you don't get the cookie. <laughs> I'm keeping my Keith cookie. You lost me my cookie. <laughs> Drink this delicious now. almond milk, anyways. <laughs> There's no question that the government would win this case if it expended even a single calorie towards that effort. I'm not going to pretend to understand the legal underpinnings of the lawsuit, but I do understand the people who understand it, and they say it's fucking nonsense. What's more, as we've learned over and over again, the Republicans have no replacement in mind here. The replacement is literally just not having health care. The dying thing, right? For a lot of people and millions of voters. Needless to say, the GOP isn't super thrilled about this decision either, but unfortunately, they've been jacking off this monster for years, so it's a little too late for them to be disgusted by it now. <sighs> I, my, I should end my stuff on jokes more. I always end on really depressing <laughs> shit, and then somebody else has to go, like, and finally tonight. <laughs> okay. That Sorry. was a mean impersonation of me. I don't <laughs> do it as you. Spot on. How you like that? See? Now we've both done now it. Now do Heath. Hold on, do Heath. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and finally. I'm taking a sip. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip right now. <laughs> you guys <Okay>. ready? <laughs> Go. Yeah, you, you guys couldn't hear it. That was my impression of Heath. I took a sip, but the microphone could hear it. The microphone there we go. was there. In the first major settlement of its kind, Purdue Pharma, the people who make those chickens, reached a nope. landmark <laughs> settlement of $270 million for, you know, getting the country addicted to painkillers, costing us mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars and killing almost half a million people. So I'd say, you know... They got off pretty well, is the point. We're winning. It's a great the deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, right. For the first time, though, the no, we were making eight times the legally prescribed number in case some of them broke defense failed, which I mean, <laughs> like, go American justice. We're really rocking it now. It's a real thing. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, Purdue, the chicken maker, is nope. also nope. the maker of the prescription painkiller Oxycontin, which many of you will know Content. is awesome. A highly addictive <laughs> painkiller originally reserved for end-of-life care and cancer patients, thus the awesomeness. Except that's not enough people, cancer patients and dying people. So Purdue, knowing that their drug was addictive, sent thousands of sales representatives to lie to doctors and convince them to prescribe and, more importantly, over-prescribe the drug for conditions as minor as back pain and occasional headaches and selling it to Eli behind the hospital because your daughter got sick. Yeah, and Purdue is entirely owned by the Sackler family, which is worth about $13 billion. So that family just paid uh, an extra 2% wealth tax on that heroin pill fortune <laughs> they made. Yeah. That's what just happened. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, that's a steeper percentage than they pay under the Trump tax cuts. Yep. So you know, it's, it's a... Right. And we should point Punishment. out that w when a ton of people got addicted to their drug, they allegedly covered up efforts both in and outside of their company to bring attention to its addictive properties and instead just stopped sending out sales reps in the hopes that people who were addicted to their product would just, what's the term? Uh, stop demanding medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it off. You're fine. Just rub some dirt in it. You'll be, you'll be, okay, that's, that's heroin. Don't rub in the heroin to it. We don't, we don't make money on that, actually. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> we invested that's in all what these happened. Cultures, right? You can grind yeah. up the pills and rub them into your skin if you feel that would be better. 
Right. What actually happened is they created a huge black market for their product, as well as cheap poisonous knockoffs like fentanyl, which in turn have killed 400,000 people between 1999 and 2017. Yeah. All that being said, though, uh, several major museums are not taking money from the Sacklers anymore. So that's a little embarrassing. Well, right. there's that. Squaresies. Yeah, it's a zinger. Uh, and look, this is actually a pretty major deal. We've been trying to get the people responsible for one of our country's biggest problems to own up to it for decades, and this is one of the first times we've actually even a little bit succeeded. So here's to the first of what I hope is many, many payouts. Yeah, like what we're saying here is there's never been a better time to get addicted to a negligently marketed pharmaceutical. There is money to be made, people. Way ahead of you, Noah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it is officially Heath was wrong time. What? Now? Now? Yeah. Okay. Now. <clears throat> Heath was wrong. Heath was wrong. And uh, we're so yeah, far above him. Heath was wrong. Heath was wrong. And nobody loves him because we're just here to say Heath was wrong today. Heath was wrong. Heath was wrong. Did you say nobody loves me? That was uh, That's accurate. Uh, did, but... uh, did you say wrong? Yeah, I couldn't come up with a da -da. It didn't have to even rhyme. Cool. All right. So before we wrap it up today, I want to clear something up from our last episode. In case you missed it, we were talking about the college admission scandal. And one of the techniques used by the guy who was running the scam was to have parents get a doctor's note that allowed their kids to take their standardized testing in a different location than normal with a special proctor and sometimes with extra time. And that's when I made the claim that accommodations like that in particular, the extra time, make the standardized test into a non-standardized test. And therefore, the extra time is invalid and we should stop doing that. And as I was saying that, I could hear myself being a giant asshole. And then I suggested that maybe I'm an asshole but also correct. So I invited everyone to write in and explain why maybe I'm an asshole who's actually wrong. Which they did. A lot of them. And... They were right. I'm an asshole and also wrong about that. So with that in mind, I'd like to officially announce this little diversion as the inaugural appearance of a new segment called Make Heath Less of an Asshole. Heath was Go. wrong. Heath was wrong. No, no, no it, doesn't, it doesn't have a theme song. Okay. I, I feel like it has a theme, theme song. song. I feel yeah. like no. Well, and I, I just want to point Tied out what up. a great group of people you, the <laughs> listeners, are. Like, holy shit, a lot of online platforms would be super hesitant to go to their audience and say, hey, here's my politically unpopular and admittedly underinformed opinion. Why is it wrong? But you all came through with some really amazing, respectful, properly cited, well-formed, respectful thoughts on the issue. Our audience allowed us to have a productive internet discussion, oh, is what I'm weird. saying. That's like having a pet coelacanth. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I would have pronounced that word coelacanth. So, see? We're all learning today. You would not have written that word down. So we, uh, <laughs> that's what Santa puts in your... <laughs> you, to be fair, you'd also you also have spelled it cola can. Stocking. <laughs> Santa puts it in your stocking. All right. So <laughs> we got a whole bunch of great feedback on this full of excellent points about why making certain accommodations is definitely a good thing and gives people with disabilities a fair chance to get a score that correctly identifies their academic achievement and academic potential which is the whole point of a test like the SAT. And this included input from a few of our fantastic moderators on the Puzzle in a Thunderstorm Facebook group. Ooh, so ooh. 
Yeah, ooh, ooh, indeed. Big thanks to Ari and uh, Jeremiah, among others, and also to Alicia, who gave me a personal seminar on the topic that was very helpful. And there was one other great response that really stood out as well, and it came from a position of supreme expertise, and I'd like to go through its key points, just in case we have any other assholes out there who agreed with my stance. Or nice people who agreed, but could definitely become even nicer people if they changed their opinion on this. So here's the message we got from AS. Dear Heath, I'm a psychology professor who has published multiple peer-reviewed articles on psychometrics, the science of mental measurements, a.k.a. standardized testing. That is such a good start. That's the yeah. best Braggy. start to this possible. <laughs> Look at Not braggies. It is factually accurate. Peer-reviewed thing. Which peers? Let me see them. Mm. <laughs> Skeptic. Get on my level. No, this this is fantastic start. Your Continuing. Yes, that's stupid. What you said on Skeptocrat was not entirely wrong, but not entirely right either. And that was actually just being nice. Kind Giving of, you yeah. a participation trophy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. No, the surest way to Heath's heart. Equivocation. He doesn't like labels. <laughs> no. That was again, this is just like sugarcoat in the beginning. He's gonna explain exactly why I'm wrong. Continuing. In the not wrong category. The reliability and validity of a standardized test depend on it being given in a standardized way. You have to read the instructions exactly, give it the same kind of setting, etc. If you vary those, the impact on the interpretability of the scores is uncertain. However, there's always some variation. A room is a little warmer, a pencil breaks, a test administrator slurs their words. A good test is robust against these minor changes. More significant changes, magnified copies of text, responding by typing instead of bubbling, pose a greater risk to the reliability and validity. Just get sober people to proctor your test. Damn, that's, quit making excuses. Yeah, that's <laughs> AS. Good way to go. Come on, kids. Let's all gather around. Popcorn <laughs> fatty. Popcorn fatty. You read it. And continuing, that said, when a test is given without accommodation for disability, it's automatically invalid. Imagine a blind youth or one with cerebral palsy. Clearly, the blind child taking the test without accommodation receives a completely invalid score. The blind youth might receive a Braille copy of the test, but Braille is big and blindness is complex. It's hard to flip back and forth. You can't skim. You can't write yourself little notes. It's very hard to manage multi-step calculations. That's why for formal testing, it's common for blind people to be given an aide who orally reads and scribes for them. So uh, yeah, no, certainly good point. But uh, just to be clear, in case I wasn't during the last episode, I wasn't saying a blind person should take the test exactly the same I way was. as everyone else. I was um, saying that. I, apparently, Eli was saying that. Listen no, to me. I, I was responding to the extra time that's given to students with certain non-physical disabilities. Again, I'm wrong on that, and AS is about to explain why. Yeah, but to be clear, Heath was wrong different than uh, that. Yes, okay. different, different than that, correct. Ad addendum, we cut it from the episode, but Heath said, quote, I think the SAT should have a section where you throw someone a billiard ball really nope. hard. No, nope. <laughs> that's what he said. I, I didn't did want to say, say that. say that. I would be okay with that being part of the SAT. But no, no, I absolutely did not say that. Um, <laughs> continuing, this gets at what the test is actually intended to measure. Psychometrics researchers call the thing you intend to measure the construct. You don't give accommodations for the construct itself, but you do give them for other things. That's why the blind youth can have a braille copy of the test. We're not trying to measure whether you can see the questions, but whether you can answer them. So yeah, th this is another great point. Obviously, we're not measuring motor coordination. So any disability that affects your ability to write in your answers would certainly deserve an accommodation. That said, 
I was trying to claim that extra time would sometimes be giving an accommodation for the construct itself. For example, uh, the construct of solving a math problem quickly. Several other responses actually claimed that speed shouldn't be a construct at all. Like maybe we should just completely do away with timing the test. And I think I might still disagree with that part, but continue writing in and explain why you, you think that we should get rid of the time part. But um, a blanket dismissal of time accommodation is certainly wrong. I now know that, especially when a disability like dyslexia, for example, slows down the process of completing a math problem, but not in a way that tells us the student's brain is slower with math. It would be about the student's vision. So again, wrong on that. And AS is going to explain about the speed question too. Uh, continuing. In the case of learning disabilities, the best available science says that intelligence is made of a couple dozen interrelated abilities. I bet I don't have any of those abilities. <laughs> no, no, you have all of them. They're just not on speaking terms, so it's frustrating. <laughs> ah. Continuing. Uh, no, not Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences. It's something called CHC theory, if you want to dig into it. People with general low intelligence tend to have low scores in all their CHC abilities, but people with learning disabilities tend to be average or above average in most CHC abilities, but very low in one or two. So a person who has normal cognition, except for low performance in auditory processing, will have difficulty sounding out words, but have no difficulty understanding complex verbal material. And that is obviously... Nope, nope, not you. Nope, Boo. that's... Boo. Okay. <laughs> At any rate, learning disabilities commonly cause people to process information more slowly, but not necessarily with a different incorrect endpoint. In fact, one of the CHC abilities commonly deficient in learning disabilities is processing speed. So we have to go back to the SAT, ACT, and ask what role speeded performance plays in the underlying construct the tests are meant to measure. Are they trying to test whether you can comprehend written passages or solve quantitative problems quickly, or just whether you can solve them at all? Uh, unfortunately, it's a bit of both. Well, right, right, but to AS's point, look... It it's not like you get a bonus for doing it faster, right? Like if you turn in a portion of the SAT with time left, they don't mark that or anything, which would, you know, that wouldn't even make sense if we were truly focused on speed here. Yeah, and continuing one more time, the main goal of these tests is to predict college success, which they do, but very modestly. Getting the right answer, but slowly, is usually going to work out fine in college as long as you devote more time to your studies. Which, by the way, is why I'd like to resubmit my request that a bong improvisation section be added to the SAT. It's very important <laughs> in college success. <laughs> Continuing again. Ultimately, giving tests with accommodations does, in fact, diminish their reliability and validity, but not as much as giving tests without accommodations. So, okay, right there. That's the ultimate answer. The, that was a yeah. really nice <laughs> way of saying Heath was a wrong asshole. <laughs> Good job. Continuing, by the way, the college board recognizes this. SAT, ACT scores obtained with accommodations are marked with an asterisk to denote that they should be interpreted differently. From a psychometric standpoint, that's absolutely correct. However, the people doing the interpreting don't know shit about psychometrics. Yeah, yeah psychometrics can move stuff with their mind. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I am actually excited about that last part because it turns out I did say one correct thing at the end after I stopped being an asshole. Uh, admissions people should definitely lower the weight of SAT scores when deciding which students have the most potential. And great point from AS, those admissions people all need to be knowledgeable about psychometrics, and apparently they're not. 
Okay, and I'm sorry, I'm pulling us way out, getting like, you know, 30,000 foot view here, but this is just another great reminder of the difference between our stuff and religious bullshit, right? Like, our stuff makes more sense when you learn more about it, right? That's how you know our <laughs> stuff is, is real stuff. Yeah, so bottom line, Heath became less of an asshole thanks to some great feedback. You guys are batting a thousand so far on this segment. Great work. Yeah, and again, like just to repeat what Noah said, we're so lucky to have listeners who respect us enough to correct us when we're wrong, and we're grateful to everyone who wrote in to make us better. Well, sorry, to, to make Heath better. I already knew all oh, of this. That he, yeah? Yeah, I, I was aware of all of this. Already. You were aware of all this? Mm-hmm. Okay, Eli, without looking, repeat anything that AS just told us in that in that message. Uh, blind people. Mm. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, hats. you're done. Hats. hats. Blind people hats. They're not allowed cool. to wear them. Cool. Covers their eyes. <laughs> so we're going to pretend it was just Heath who was the asshole and nobody else had their opinion changed by this. You guys were already way ahead of me. That's cool. That's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. No. <laughs> right. Sticking to Lovely. it. Lovely. <laughs> Um, also, just one other thing. Um, I mentioned Harrison Bergeron in the last episode, and a couple people wrote in to correct me on that, too. They were saying that the uh, the actual interpretation that they believe is correct on Bergeron is that Vonnegut was actually kind of um, satirizing th the idea of America's understanding of communism and socialism at the time. He wrote it in, I think, 1961, something like that. So we're in the middle of the Cold War. And people were saying that, you know, maybe it's about about that that skewed view of socialism and Vonnegut was a socialist. So um, I yeah, thought he about was that. a socialist so and he was definitely a socialist. And I thought about that for a while. And I, th I think I agree. I think it was about th that seems to be his his major point there. Maybe the surface point is, yeah, it would be ridiculous if everything was equal. And yeah, I think he agrees with that. But I think everybody does. But his like his real underlying point, in my opinion, now that I thought about it and got these these messages, yeah, I think he was satirizing our skewed view of socialism in America. I, I, I honestly, I don't know that I agree with that. They did a really good episode on that and on uh, philosophers in space. If you want to check that out, yeah, somebody um, mentioned that too. Yeah, Jeremiah, mentioned yeah, that. yeah, sort of, yeah, sort of pointing that out um, as an interpretation. I don't know that. I, maybe I've got to go back and read it again. I don't know that I agree with that a hundred percent. I think he was talking about sort of the limits of socialism in in that story. I, that it was just sort of, I guess, the more traditional. Uh, interpretation of it, the way that it's generally presented. I, I, I think that's probably more accurate, but, you know, I'm certainly no expert in that. Oh, that, that he was showing us something past the limit of socialism? Right, right. To say, sort of say, okay, guys, let's, let's you know, try to make the opportunity equal, but let's not try to make the people equal, you know? Kind yeah, of thing. right. No, I, I and that, that's, I think, I think Vonnegut can be saying both, both of those things at the same you're time. Right, you're right. You're yeah. right. I just it's a yeah. question of what the underlying point of the story is, right. or what the right, main right. point of the story. At yeah, the yeah. end of the story, they fly. They. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's a you know. Welcome at the end of the story, somebody gets shot in the face. It's um, real sad. Monkey yeah. house. But, then, but you won't remember why. It was <laughs> no flying in the monkey house. That's what that's called. <laughs> um, but bottom line, I guess going back to the uh, the idea of the test accommodations. Um. I think it's all about empathy, uh, which is super important. And it's something that I've learned recently. I feel like everybody should learn that way earlier than I did. Like, I don't naturally have an empathetic reaction to things. I don't. It's not my, my instinct. And that's bad. Like, I grew up learning that not feeling feelings is like a virtue because you're tough and you don't feel feelings. But that's definitely not a virtue. It's maybe good to be 
unemotional sometimes, but... So what you're saying is maybe putting toothpicks into your children's food might not be a good way of toughening no, them I, up. No, that, that not, is a great way of toughening them up. not going that far. Okay, all right. We're not no. there Just yet. curious where we were. No. I'm curious yeah, where we are on the line. That is still a great thing. What? I got... My brain got paralyzed. I'm very confused <laughs> now. Yeah, but uh, again, my, my natural state is, is you know don't be empathetic for some reason. I'm like an evil robot. And if I don't make an effort, it stays that way. And, and it takes practice. So my point is, I think we all need to be doing like uh, empathy kegels if you're not naturally empathetic to begin with. That would be better for society. That sounds so fucking hot. Right? <laughs> empathy kegel. That sounds like I'm squeezing someone else's ass cheeks together and I just love it. Nice. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> all right. On that note, on the... Uh, Empathy Kegel's uh, ass cheeks thing. I Wait, so You'd Eli like, is squeezing Noah's ass cheeks or who's doing who? We'll do like a massage chain and then we'll switch. Cool. Oh, yeah, so I, no, can I get yeah. in? Right, right. I yeah, feel oh, like absolutely. you'll need a third person need to, to turn the corner. The you got to turn the corner. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Lovely. All right. Well, thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us that fantastic fantastic feedback that made me less of an asshole on the other various internets please keep doing that please keep listening and please keep telling your friends and if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat just like robert jillian panspermia owes earth back support <laughs> william <laughs> nathan <laughs> redacted blank name weird uh jay the man the myth the legend carrie penelope phil autumn amanda and by reading this aloud somebody agrees to give free thinker 215 one free blowjob whose dicks and vaginas are so beautiful i'd fight for you i'd lie for you walk the wire for you yeah I'd die for you. It's, I'm sorry. It always seemed like that last clause kind of cancels out the first three. Because right up to that point, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, die. wow. Fuck. This is why he wow. immediately left your window what after seeing you this wire. <laughs> you know it's true. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web we just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Golacanth. Coelacanth. It's a fish. And we learn that unlike Congressman Mo Brooks, Hitler at least had the integrity to be honest about his big lie propaganda. You guys hated it. <laughs> did you hate it? Seems Why'd like you, you hated it. Why did you hate my bullet point? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Nobody made any noise. Or said their line. Or said their line. Do I have a line? Oh my yes. God! Oh, what did she? What are you looking first, at? I clicked away. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. But <laughs> first, the rest of the intro music. <laughs> cool. I'll write in laugh next time too. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Don't click away.
Madge did an angry during room noise. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. five. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, taking on the characteristics of a pug slowly, one at a time. It's in- it's interesting, though, that that makes absolutely no difference. On I-, I mean, I hate that Eli knows that now, but in terms of how you line it up, it doesn't make a difference. Eli, it has to be the integers four and five I for you. I was about to say this... I just everyone's job just got so much harder. It has it has to be one syllable and approximately the same length as four and five, but most importantly, it has to not make anyone laugh in real time. The timing helps. Got it. And this no hate crimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hate crimes are fine as long as they're not funny hate crimes. <laughs> The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.